Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. The Decisive Factor The direction of a man's thought is always the decisive factor in his personality. His whole outer life will be determined by the inward inclination of his mind. Eric Sauer. You are firm, decisive, and definitely not wishy-washy. At the same time, you are neither rigid nor inflexible. Rather, you are open, receptive, and accommodating while remaining clear and steady about your views, opinions, ideas, intentions, and beliefs. Indecision. Each indecision brings its own delays and days are lost lamenting over lost days. What you can do or think you can do, begin it. For boldness has magic, power, and genius in it. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Make decisions quickly and unambiguously. This does not suggest that your decision making is either impulsive or ill-considered. To the contrary, your decisions are based on thorough analysis and comprehension. The key is that the analysis and comprehension are fully informed by experience and supported by intuitive processes that are themselves very rapid and unusually accurate. Frequently, this means that you are unable to provide adequate explanations for decisions when they are made. Such explanations only become available retrospectively, as time is available to reconstruct your intuitive processes at a conscious level. Coattails Self-determination has to mean that the leader is your individual gut, and heart, and mind or we're talking about power, again, and its rather well-known impurities. Who is really going to care whether you live or die and who is going to know the most intimate motivation for your laughter and your tears is the only person to be trusted to speak for you and to decide what you will or will not do. June Jordan. You don't ride the coattails of others. As Bob Anderson put it, you can't always wait for the guys at the top. Every manager at every level in the organization has an opportunity, big or small, to do something. Every manager's got some sphere of autonomy. Don't pass the back up the line. This does not mean that you don't intentionally benefit from your associations with others or that you don't plan affiliations in ways that maximize your success. The point is that you perform and produce autonomously, based on your personal initiative and capacity, on what Jordan attributes to your gut, and heart, and mind. You are independently successful, with your success being enhanced by your associations. You always carry your own weight, and are not carried by others. Idle your motor. Patience is the ability to idle your motor when you feel like stripping your gears. Barbara Johnson. You don't bend over backward to avoid offending people. At the same time, you don't unnecessarily irritate or offend people. You maintain a calm pleasant demeanor and people generally see you as easy to work with and to be around. Nonetheless, you can and do handcuff, pursue your interests, and assert your positions. People may occasionally be offended or irritated but generally they are comfortable with you. The result is that your time, energy, and attention are fully available and not absorbed by trying to cater to or placate others or by needing to deal with others being avoidably upset or hostile. Lend a hand. Look up and not down. Look forward and not back. Look out and not in, and lend a hand. Edward Everett Hale. 
You are seldom too busy or stressed to lend a hand, pitch in, to help others succeed. This does not mean that you let others intrude on your personal space or time. Rather, it means that you are usually able and willing to assist, help when there is an immediate need, do what you can for others, deal with what needs dealt with. Excuses. Don't make excuses, make good. The famous Anon. You don't make excuses for not getting the job done. Since you most always get the job done, the situation does not come up very often. When it does happen that you don't get the job done, you accept full and personal responsibility for the outcome. Even if circumstances have worked against getting the expected outcome or if someone else hasn't done what they were supposed to do, you accept responsibility for not anticipating the problem or glitch. You know that, had you been smarter or cleverer, you would have anticipated and handled the situation. Through accepting responsibility and retrospective analysis, both your cognitive and intuitive capacities will serve you better the next time. Don't believe in circumstances. People are always blaming their circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want, and, if they can't find them, make them. George Bernard Shaw. You don't typically take things personally. Of course, occasionally things are intended to be personal and should be taken personally. Normally, though, you separate the event from the motivations of the people. Even though the event may have a negative effect for you, you understand that this seldom means that anyone intended that effect specifically for you. The payoff for you is twofold. First, you accurately understand what happened. Second, you are more likely to accurately understand why it happened the way it did. Avoiding inaccurate and complex motivation-based explanations enables you to focus maximum attention on those circumstances that most likely account for what actually happened. The expected outcome. What we see depends mainly on what we look for, John Lubbock. Don't start projects or activities before understanding what is expected. This may seem obvious but far more often than you might think, people rush into things before clearly understanding the expected outcome. Usually, unsatisfactory outcomes aren't because of substandard work. People do what they do reasonably well. The problem is that they didn't do exactly what needed done to get the right outcome. The issue isn't with doing things right. It is with doing the right things. The Inquiring Mind if you do not ask the right questions, you do not get the right answers. Only the inquiring mind solves problems, Edward Hobnett. Don't try to solve problems before knowing why the problems came up in the first place. Although it usually does not matter, solving problems before understanding why they came up can be counterproductive. It's like a doctor treating a condition before knowing why you have the condition. The treatment, although likely effective, might make the condition worse or might mask the real problem. Unless there is a clear emergency and immediate action is necessary to prevent further, significantly worse problems, take the extra time to figure out the why of the situation. This reduces the likelihood of mistakes and errors in judgment and helps in another, equally important way. It prevents your acting impulsively or by jumping to conclusions. One Right Action Increasingly in recent times we have come first to identify the remedy that is most agreeable most convenient, most in accord with major pecuniary or political interest, 
the one that reflects our available faculty for action, then we move from the remedy so available or desired back to a cause to which that remedy is relevant. John Kenneth Galbraith. There is always more than one way to do things or to think about things. Although this is usually obvious, occasionally it isn't. At times, it appears that there is only one explanation, one possible interpretation, one right action, one correct understanding. That is when you need to be most alert. Obvious and right aren't necessarily the same. When there seems to be only one right way to think about or to understand anything, stop, reconsider, and give yourself a chance. The rule is to ponder the situation until at least one alternative right scenario comes to mind. Most always, there will be one if you are patient and persistent, and usually more than one. Music by Kevin McLeod.